Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here it is again, some more cold weather, but I think we've managed to get past it. And now we can uh, joyously attack our information sources um, when we sit down and we enjoy some thoughts about the goodness of the best eating in America uh, for all the other people uh, that get together and, and uh, meet one another at a restaurant or that do some nice cooking at home. You know, all of that is what we talk about every day. And uh, I, I was talking to a guy uh, not long ago who said, I'd call you, except that I, uh, I don't think that what I have to say is all that important. And I told him, listen, if you, if you can write, that's good enough for me. And, uh, it's, and, and that's just calling out the real good things uh, like yours is. So that put a smile on his face. And here we are. Did he call? Uh, I don't know if it was the same guy, but do we have, we do have, do you have a place to sit down there? Yes, I'm right here. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, today is January 22nd. Let's see. Wait, you can't Got see it. it. Go ahead. There Hi there. Okay. Hello, everyone. That's it. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we'll, we'll take a look at some of the Welcome items. to the food show. We it have is. a lot to talk about as usual today. Yes, it's I'm the wife. The sitting, wife. Sitting sidecar. Sitting sidecar. And uh, we have. A sidecar was the first co uh, cocktail I ever had. It was a sidecar. That's right, it is. Do you think it's named? I guess it is named after that. I'll find out for you in a minute. Okay. Yep. Uh, anyway. All right. So, yesterday, <laughs> you know, Tom, yeah. I'm getting a cold, by the way. So, if you hear me hacking in the uh, background, folks, I've got that, one too, is, so, uh, that is uh, what's happening here. But um, it seems like no matter you used to always talk about not wanting to talk about hamburgers, which oh, I, I which to. I took. Oh, no, no, we do it all the time. Which still. which I totally uh, get. <clears throat> but we never seem to be able to get too far away from Al Copeland. Have you noticed that? <laughs> no, we don't. And, and Al Copeland, <clears throat> interesting thing about him and his uh, the people who followed him uh, was that. You, you couldn't say this guy is terrible uh, because he wasn't terrible. He had a great you, sense of taste. Great sense of taste. Uh, not, not in his decor. Very popular. <laughs> but food. His, his taste buds were, were spot on. I mean, it's definitely a style of cooking for sure. It's the Paul Prudhomme thing where it's a lot, a lot of salt, a lot, a lot of butter a lot of cream a lot of spice when and you know what is wrong with that um it's not it's not something that mm -hmm. we do quite as much anymore but i mean it's it's really good but anyway i didn't mean to get on al copeland again i just want to say that yesterday yeah we got greg calling in on podcast so people don't necessarily call the show they call about the podcast which is fine because as long as we talk about whatever it is that we threw out at some point that works for me yeah mine too all right we just but, sit down and start talking. <clears throat> but we, we started talking about Al Copeland again, which is kind of 
uh, remarkable that we just keep talking about Al Copeland. Well, Today is Archie Kasbarian's birthday. That's right. It is. The late Talk Archie Kasbarian, yep. who resuscitated Arno's from virtual uh, ashes. That's true. I mean, not literally ashes, but, you know, it had it had really, really gone down. Uh, colorful. Yeah, but All of these restaurants have such a colorful history. Yeah, a lot of them did, and some of them was just, you know, black More ones. colorful than others. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you who might have just uh, joined us, and, you know, we're talking about uh, Arno's and all this, and uh, Archie Kasbarian <clears throat> was the name of the man who took it over from uh, the lady who was Arno's daughter. What uh, was her name? Countess Arno or something? Countess, that's what she said she was. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, she uh, was there all the time. And they, and she was absolutely convinced to the last day of her years that uh, every uh, every attempt to make Arno's a great restaurant <laughs> was successful. And it was still the best <clears throat> restaurant in the world. She felt that, really did. When you walked into Arno's for the first time, because we talked about this with Broussards yesterday. Yesterday, we got an email about Broussards and their 100 years that they're starting in 2020 and the celebration mm-hmm. of it. So I asked you a few questions about Broussards yesterday. Yep. And so I'm going to ask you those similar questions about Arno's. So mm-hmm. when was the first time you walked into Arno's and in what condition was it at mm-hmm. that time? Yeah, I can tell you that easily. Uh, 1976. Okay. And uh, I went there because we had reached uh, the time on the calendar uh, that's basically the beginning <laughs> of uh, Carnival and uh, Mardi Gras and everything. Oh, is this your Twelfth Night Story? Twelfth Night Story. Was that your first time in Arno's? That's your first uh, experience no, at Arno's? No, no, no. That okay. Because uh, I went there, I, I, as I said uh, yesterday, I have a taste for old style yeah, right. everything. I think much. everybody knows. So that. if you show me, you know, something to get me turned on, and it's uh, 150 years old, and it's only a stick from a can uh, from a cranberry uh, stick steak, what is that anyway? Any, uh, but uh, with that in knowledge, I went to Arno's, fully expecting to experience this thing that uh, Count, the Countess Arno that wasn't her name. I got to find out her real name. <laughs> Uh, Anybody remember her and, I'll bet you there and are in some. her last days when she? I thought it was. I thought. I thought it was Count Arno and. That was this. That was the, the old man. <clears throat> he was actually a count. No, no, he no. made he made that up. Okay. Uh, and and uh, apparently that was common in those days. To make stuff up. <laughs> yeah, just to come up with stuff like that. <laughs> Only uh, in New Orleans, but anyway. So, you walk in there the first time. It's the late seventies. And it's the place is a wreck. Yep. <laughs> is that right? Well, uh, it was not so much a wreck as it was a just like everything had soaked into the floor or something. It was it was really a mess, and it looked awful. And uh, if and the food the, was probably worse. The classic here. Well, I'll give you a, ta- a, a a little piece of Arno's back in those days. Okay. Uh, I, I walked in there. For lunch one day, because I was interested and I, I hadn't really eaten there, sat down. The waiter came over. The waiter, the waiter's hand was shivering. Uh huh. He had had a couple the night before, apparently. Uh huh. <clears throat> so, uh, what what happened beyond that? Was there anyone else in there? No, there was not a soul else okay. in, in the in the dining room. <laughs> 
And uh, so I sat down. Isn't that how most of your restaurant stories start? A lot Tom? of them do, yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, I uh, I sat down, and the waiter came over, and he said, "I ah, for lunch uh, we got a, got you a good uh, shrimp remoulade, and we got uh, you know you 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 trout with uh, with the manier sauce, uh-huh. and you want uh, your bread uh, bread pudding." Uh-huh. And I said, uh, you know what I was looking at? I was looking through the menu, and you have a menu uh, item here that uh, thrills itself as having all of these other things on it. And uh, they actually uh, were had not changed at all, but they said they had changed. So I asked for it again the next time I came in on the, on Twelfth Night. And... They, uh, when, when I asked, you saw the, the Rock question, Cornish Game Hen Twelfth Night on the true. menu. The first time you went it was the first, the first time you went. First time I went. And you were wondering and, what it was. Yeah. Okay. And anyway, the the Arno, uh, the the waiter, I uh, said something that still stays. Jermaine in my, Wells. That was Jermaine her name. Wells. That's right. That's it. You got it. Okay. Uh, so, so uh, the way it's played out though is that I uh, yeah uh, I I asked him. If I could have, there was, uh, I forget what the appetizer was, but they were talking indeed about the uh, the Cornish, Cornish hen, uh, hen. It was a Cornish hen. Mm-hmm. A, and a couple of other things on it, and, they, and it was flambéed in the kitchen. Uh-huh. And, and I said, you know what, I'd really like to get that. Yeah. And the waiter said, uh, listen, you know what's a better thing is you get your... A, a, shr- a shrimp remoulade and your trout with the manier sauce. Uh-huh. And I said, well, you know, it's it's actually Twelfth Night. I mean, this is the night for this very uh, song right here. It's named for it, and it's named for you. And he said, uh, Cap, take my advice. Put it t- put it into the uh, put it into uh, uh, onto the menu with what I told you. Anyway, it didn't, uh, obviously, that didn't pyre particularly. There was only one choice of everything. Yeah, and? So uh, I stayed. I ate it. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't good either. Uh-huh. And, uh, and nobody else knew about the 12th, uh, 12th night. And they still don't. That, well, no. Because no. I think you asked about it since I've been around, and they still don't. Every time I go there <laughs> at that time of year, I, I always make a fuss over it. But to the fa- to the extent, no, to the extent that while I'm doing that, the, a, a lot of the waiters and a lot of the customers do know about the whole uh Let's make up night. Tom's annoying list where he goes to a restaurant and asks the same question that he's asked a thousand times, he never gets the answer he wants, but he doesn't ever get deterred. Do oh. you have Rock Cornish Game Hen and Arno's? That's on the list. <clears throat> well, when they first... Do you have Mole Poblano at any Mexican restaurant? Well, no. No, no Mole Poblano. Can I get and... these red beans with hot sausage instead of a pork chop smoked sausage? Well, it depends fill on in where the blank. you are. Well, they, the, it's the same question at all of these places and the same answer every time. And I just think, my goodness, he just never gives up. But anyway, so you never did get, <clears throat> after you asked that, after the first time, you've never had the Rock Cornish Game Hen Flambo 12th Night at Arno's. Oh, I had. Yeah, but nobody if, else nobody had. Else. And you only did it well, one time, right? Just yeah, the one time. Well, you know, if we, we, we would have to perform <clears throat> this to get to this, but. Sitting behind what you're sitting on, yeah, 
uh, is the I menu have, with the rock Cornish game hen. I, I have a yes, an, a, an Arno's a la twelfth uh, night. In fact, it's pretty high to the top. You could probably get it. Turnos had a, a twelfth night menu. Did anybody go to anything that had a twelfth night menu? Because I yeah, know well, that you've talked about twelfth night, and you got sort of you got sort of smitten with twelfth night. And why not? With know? the Cornish hen, and and that's kind of always been a thing. Twelfth well, night. For well, but you. that's what we wound up doing. I finally <clears throat> did uh, the the restaurant really. I, I made such a fuss about it that they said, <laughs> you, you know, that, folks? You know that's, not, uh, that's not a bad idea. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you know, we, we celebrate everything else about Mardi Gras. Yeah, right. Sure, I agree. So, uh, well, and they did it. We had uh-huh. a big deal. We had flambe. Uh-huh. We had the corner shit. It was all there. <clears throat> this is what Archie Kasparian <clears throat> does. He was a class act with the... Uh, surrounding himself with uh, really good people to work with him. When was that transition, Tom? What year did he buy the restaurant? Do you remember? Yeah, 19, uh, 1982, if I remember. Uh-huh. So it was only a couple of years after your first visit there where the restaurant changed dramatically. Yeah, well. The, it was a great renovation, yeah. first of all, right? Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Well, oh, well, I mean, it Didn't needed... he say at one time that Folgers Coffee paid for the renovation or something? They, uh, they did, to a large extent. Yeah, it was extent. like this major contract that Arno's had with mm-hmm. Folgers Coffee. It, it's long gone, but I remember that that was a big association that they had with Folgers Coffee. Yeah. It was anyway. funny. Every time I was there, <laughs> I said, uh, where do I find the real coffee? You know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he, he would cheer me a little bit, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's it's still there. What the Folgers coffee? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I don't you know, know if, if it works, leave it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they make a big fuss over it anymore. Well, the world of coffee has been shaken up so much by the artisan varieties that who and, knows what you're drinking anyway. And for the uh, the family, um, oh. The Casbarians? No, no, uh, the, the people who own uh, Wells. <clears throat> the yeah. Uh, Excuse me, there's something in my throat. Yes, no, we both we both have something in our throat, that's for sure. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the phone number if you would like to chat with us about this or anything else. Happy birthday to the late great Archie Casbarian and what a good era that Arnos has embarked upon as I a result. I wish I had seen it in its heyday. That would have been exciting. Well, you did see it in his heyday. Hasn't, you mean the original heyday of yeah. Arno's? The yeah, original. When it, when it was really happening. Yeah, it's over 100 years old itself, isn't it? In 1918. Yeah, so I knew that yeah. they had celebrated 100th in there somewhere. So you mean when they originally started, when Arno's was in its, its original well, heyday? Because I would say that the, the great days of Arno's are now. Oh, that's. <clears> in that my experience, no, anyway. No doubt about that. Uh, you know, yeah, that's certainly the, true. the next generation, uh, Jane, and who is maybe the most stylish woman I've ever seen. She certainly is. And that. her two children run the uh, the Whole restaurant thing. exactly yeah. uh, the way it it was when Archie was alive, and it's a fabulously glamorous and delicious place to go. So. Happy birthday to the late, great Archie Casbarian. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. You are listening to The Food Show. I'm glad you are. Thank you. I hope you're glad, and you are, and all of that stuff. Our number is 260-6368, 260-6368. Call right now. You'll get right in. Uh, we are open to uh, literally everything you can imagine in the food world, and if you're not quite sure whether it does or not, don't worry about it because that's close enough, and we can uh, we can enjoy it. You have a uh, you today, have 
You have it. Today Look, is the uh, who it is and uh, and get Snoopy. Well, we read my email online, so we might as well. Yeah, yeah we well, might as well read this other stuff. Anyway, um, Coors today started in 1959. Yeah, there's a great joke on the subject of Coors. What's that? I can't tell it on the radio. Oh, really? Yeah. So well, if you ever come to one of our Eat Club dinners, we got to start doing the Eat Clubs. We're we gonna do really, the first one at Trinas. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the one that it turned out was terrific. Yeah, when, when somebody we, wrote saying one of these e-clubs starting up again, and so it's just like a little nudge that I'm going to accept, and we're going to do an e-club. I know we said it before. We've been trying to get Pascal's Vinali forever and ever, but I'm going to I'm going to approach both of those people. <clears throat> Ternas tomorrow. Good. We I mean, they were they were down to do it for. They actually wanted to do it for that 12th night dinner, but you know, time just went by so quickly, and we need at least three weeks to sell it. Yeah. So if you would true. like to have an eat club at your place, uh, send Tom an email, tom at nomenu.com. Mm-hmm. So 1959. Yeah, 1959. Yes, Coors, Coors, Coors uh-huh. had its first, uh, big, they began selling beer <clears throat> in aluminum cans. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess that was... Were they were not doing uh, bottles back then? I don't well, know. they were doing bottles, and then they started selling it in aluminum cans. And now they sell mm-hmm. it in that... An aluminum bottle, which is almost mm. like a, a a thermos. You know, those those are kind of cool. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yes, they began selling it in aluminum cans, and um, I had my first course probably in college, and I thought it was great because it doesn't taste like anything. Mm-hmm. There's no alcohol <laughs> taste. It's like water. That, that's that's <laughs> part of the uh, joke I was. That that's tell you, its appeal. Yeah. And uh, and you know what? There are lots of us for whom that is an attractive quality. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> what did Doug say? Uh, you call that a a, a Kool Aid, a Colorado Kool Aid. Well, you know, actually, Doug, um, that's not accurate because I don't like Kool Aid, but I do like that. Mm. So. Um, Kool-Aid is, uh, we should talk about Kool-Aid one day. Why? I remember the cute little Kool-Aid pictures with the smiley faces. And then I never, uh, it, I, it was so sweet. I could never get into Kool-Aid. But we should talk about some of those old, iconic, sugary drinks like Hawaiian Punch when's the last and time Kool-Aid. You, when's the last time you had Hawaiian Punch? Uh, a very long time ago, and Kool-Aid even longer than that. And when I, I was like drinking Kool-Aid, I well, you like sweet. You like sweet. Mm-hmm. You really, really, really I, like sweet. I confess. Sweet. You're yeah. right. <clears throat> anyway, Tom had his flan today. <laughs> you know, uh, oh my I, gosh, the I, flan I, thing is so bizarre. I've uh, spoken about this before. Yes, you have. And, uh, a maybe, few times. Maybe it would be uh, overdoing it to do it one more time. What do you think? Um, I thought the first time was overdoing it, but mm. um, it's just such a marvel to me that it's such a marvel it's to you. A marvel to it, me. It's a marvel. It's a marvel to me that it is such a marvel to you. And now the waitress is wondering why it was such a marvel to you because mm. Tom must have done five minutes with the poor waitress about flan today. Mm. <laughs> it's a good thing they weren't busy. Uh, yeah, well, I, if they're not busy, they Tom's won't be able marvel to talk is to that anyway. at a Mexican restaurant, if you ask for flan, they always have it. Ready to go, 
no weight. Here we go. No, none. I mean, no joke. You uh, and folks. Yeah, this is what I would use that shock collar here, for if I got you one. Here is uh, what I invite you to try. Uh-huh. Let, let's assume you wanted to drink uh, or. or Anything eat, like eat that. some flan. Eat some flan and to begin. According with. to you, everybody wants to eat flan, don't oh, they? No, I don't, no, I wouldn't Cup say that. Custard or the, yeah. creme brulee. Those are the same thing, aren't they? Creme Not brulee. Not really. No, flan? the main difference is, let's <laughs> say a flan. Here you have that in the uh, a little. Uh, what do you call cup? those? A cup, yeah, but it's, it's not quite as deep as a cup. But, okay, you've got the idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have the same exact piece of cookware, and you put the same exact uh, formula uh-huh. for making uh, flan. flan or, or coaster, custard like they make over at Galatoire's. <laughs> You know, but it's the same substance. No, no, no. It's custard, right? Yes, yes. Okay. All of that is true. Now, here is what makes it have any mm. distinction whatsoever. Once they put it together, they take the little uh, the torch and they put it into an oven and they let it sit up there until the top of it starts getting a little crusty. And that's what makes the difference between filan, uh, uh, flan. flan and... Uh, uh, all of those other, the uh, Galatoire style, the Arnaud style. If I may beg yeah. to differ, hmm? what is the difference between those? One of them is crispy, is a torch. crunchy. It's a torch. A torch? It's a flambe. A flambe, and yeah. we have fl- flambe over here. And, and it's it's a flambe. flambe, so they take the torch C. and they torch it and they scorch it and they crust it up, and that's the difference, isn't it? That's well, like the only difference, isn't mo- it? More often it's done in an oven. But you've got the idea. Thank God. Who? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> oh, Belina. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello there. Welcome. Thank you. How you doing, Thank Tom? Thank you. I'm the same old guy doing the same old things. And with us here I'm is... Calling... Um... Yeah. What? I'm, call... I'm calling to tell you happy National Hot Sauce Day. <laughs> you were checking out hot sauces around the country? Well, no. uh, my my dad is a huge fan of yours, and really? um, he follows you. He's, I think he's been on one of your cruises, or oh, and he, he called you once from Heidelberg, Germany, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> could be. And he, he just he just texted me. Um, I'm a I go by Scotty Peppers, and I'm the grandson of um, the Bomber family of Crystal Hot Sauce. Oh. Okay. And mm-hmm. and I I live up in New York City, so I'm calling you about a block away from the New World Trade Center. Um, but I grew up in New Orleans. I lived in Louisiana for 22 years. I, I moved to New York um, when I was 25, and I've been here since. But I go home a lot. I'll be there next week. Um, but I wanted to tell you about um, this hot sauce brand that I've launched on my own called Bayou Gotham, and uh, I'll be there in New Orleans uh, doing a, a party uh, at Seven Three Distillery in New Orleans. No, wait a minute. What 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 is this? What what is it? <laughs> Are you Pepper's cousin? Uh, I am. I am his okay. cousin, but we have not met. My grandfather oh, really? was Roger Bomber. <laughs> yeah, my grandfather was Roger Bomber, who worked as uh, plant manager at, at Bomber Foods for his whole life. Uh-huh. Um, and so he was Alvin's younger brother. Okay, so so you are a a bomber. My last name is Bellina, but my mom's last name is Bomber. Bomber. Okay. Okay. Oh. All right. So, um, so you're so because you're in the family business, sort of, and have been around it forever and ever. 
Yes. You have launched you your own it. hot sauce. I have. I have. And it's, it's called what? By, it's called Bayou Gotham. Born on the Bayou, aged in Oh, Gotham. Bayou Gotham. Oh, I love it. I love it. So we've created, and, well, I've, I've created four recipes that are based on my Louisiana roots. We've got one called Bayou Blu-ray, which is a first to market, never been done before. Crawfish, crawfish boil in a bottle. It tastes exactly like a crawfish boil. Mm. <laughs> um, we've well, got that's, one called. Uh, Juju. That, that's one way to get it. What else do you have? <laughs> we have one called Juju Guru, which is a tropic jalapeno green sauce um, that came out of a desertively Bonnaroo conversation I had with the late back Rebinac, um about ten years ago. Um, so there's that. <laughs> Um, and then we have two others uh, that are Bayou themed. We have the, the Ruby Rebel, which is uh, mm. my rebellious twist on traditional Louisiana style hot sauce. I put a shot of bourbon in it. Um, and it's got a, a whole Storyville theme. And then the last one is my favorite. It's a Caribbean Creole hot sauce uh, called um, Flambeau Faya. And it's, a, it's a dedicated to the Flambeau carriers. I love it. All right. So you have, I want you to write down Tom's email, tom at nomenu.com. Okay. I want you to get a hold of us the next time you're in town. Obviously, that's you said what next week is that when you're going to be in town? Yeah, I'm actually I get in town next Tuesday, but we're hosting a a, we we've launched the Kickstarter today, or we I'm sorry we launched the Kickstarter 15 days ago, and to raise the funding we need to get our sauces into production, and we hit the target today, which is actually National Hot Sauce Day. I didn't even know it was a thing, but it is. (laughs) Um, and we crossed the. We're, we're getting. We've got funded. The products are going into production in a month. Um, I'm super excited. So congratulations! We're having a, thank you. We're having a. a, a well, it's going to be a Kickstarter fundraising party, but it's not going to be a celebration party at Seven Three Distillery um, next Friday, um, like a happy hour um, in New Orleans. So what? Where is there? Where is that? Seven Three Distilling. It's a uh, it's a, dis, uh, a distilling company on North Claiborne Avenue. Um, Seven O One One Two. I think it's just north of the quarter or okay. Canal. So I don't. I, I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Would you send us all this there, information, please? Because we probably like to do something Absolutely. at nomenu.com. And when you're back in town, not when you're here next, but the next right. time after that, would love to have you on and, and give us a report on how it's going. That'd be great. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be down there a lot. And, uh, yeah. That. And well, we'd love to have out. you in the studio to sit yeah. and just talk about, you know, growing up in the family and around That'd the hot awesome. sauce and a really in-depth and, sort of you know, chat with the, you. Yeah, the smells from that old Tulane plant location, just like <laughs> they still resonate with me. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. Like when I hit the, here, when that smell of cayenne hits my nose, it's like, oh, my uh-huh. God. You, you probably you probably already know this, but uh, that sign that has, I love it. Yes. They, well, uh, it was had been pretty well racked by uh, Hurricane Katrina, oh, yeah. and they yanked the whole thing down and they repainted it and they put it right back up where it was. Which, well, I love the yeah. fact that they have it on the building now, which is a what are the condominiums or apartments, but they kept that sign, yeah. which is so important. Oh, sure. That sign is. <laughs> Tom, that sign is such an important piece of my childhood. Um, of course, I know that, and, and I smile every time I cross that overpass. You know, I, I, my parents live on the West Bank, so I, that I, I, when, I, when I drive to the air, from the airport to home, I, I pass it, um, or when I go to the airport. Um, 
but the thing is, like, they, it doesn't say Bomber Foods on the top of it anymore. But but no the way. thing was, when I was a kid, every time we'd go across that overpass, because my, my grandfather lived in uh, Mid-City, so we would cross that overpass to get to the City Park Avenue st- um, what, exit. Was um, she part of the family? Said, oh, he's talking about his grandfather. That, go ahead. Yeah, my grandfather, my, so my mom would point to the sign mm-hmm. when I was a little kid and say, there's Grandpa cooking. And for yeah. probably the first 15 years of my life, <laughs> I really believed that that was an old illustration of my grandfather specifically. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, that sign is really important to me. I love it. I would love to have you in the studio to talk at length about growing up here and how you wound up in New York and what you're doing other than selling hot sauce and just sort of stay in touch and, and visit from time yeah, to time. you're always welcome here, as you probably <clears throat> If you don't mind Tom, doing I also that. Want to, Tom, I also want to thank you. You're, I have your book, and, and I have a, sp- a special page um, that, that like taught me how to like the right way to cook rice. So. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Stop for a second. Tom was trying to teach you how to cook rice? No, no, I have his book. I have, I've, I've, I've had his cookbook for about fifteen years or so. Yeah, um, but but you're talking a, about cooking a, rice because that's like the worst thing Tom does. Oh, <laughs> was Tom actually trying to tell people how to cook rice in the cookbook? Oh, sure, and there is a way to do it. And uh, I don't even know if Tom could cook rice with an actual rice cooker. Oh, oh I, I beg your please. I, okay, look, I'm going to give you your due. You, you do great guacamole, you do great coleslaw, you do great glazed ham, you do great a gazillion things. Rice and gravy, not your thing. Mm. <clears throat> well, I'm sorry you haven't had it before. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll have some of the information. That is so funny, though. I, I love it that you learned how to cook rice from Tom. Don't cook rice for me, okay? Don't ever cook <laughs> rice for me. I got it from my mother really? is where I got it. What I do for my mother. Yes, but, you did. Okay. All right, we have to take a break. Um, and we'll thank be you. back with more please, of the food show. Please get a hold of us. Yeah. If you want to stay on, we can chat some more. And if you don't, uh, either either way, get a hold of us. But yeah. we have to take a break right now. But now Great. this. Joey, welcome to the food <clears throat> show. Is, is, are you still there? Joey, you there? Oh, Yes. This is Scotty. I was uh, I got cut off the line, but then I'm back on. If that's if you're talking oh, well, to me, of who, course. Who are you again? <laughs> you were just talking <laughs> to him, Tom. Come uh, on, uh, uh, behave. Well, this is know. this is uh, bomber. Your name is Joey. No, Scotty. Scotty. Okay. You know, All right. so there yeah. were at least a couple of uh, members. It's of like your being family. in the Twilight Zone, isn't it? There were. <laughs> there was a. There was, in fact, uh, a. a uh, a person who uh, was in your family, who I used to see on the bus every day, uh, over at the, uh, on, on my way to the front uh, from uh, Basit. Uh, wait, Jesuit. 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 Uh huh. And uh, okay. I saw them all yeah. the time, and they're long-term uh, Jesuit people. <coughs> yeah, I, I am I'm a Jesuit graduate as well. It's probably mm-hmm. one of my uncles. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of your what? Uncles. Oh, okay. So you've been in New York for how long? Uh, coming on 20 years. Oh, gosh. Mm. Okay. Well, you sound a lot yeah, younger co- than you must be. Um, I'm, so I'm 40, have, you always wanted, <laughs> have you always wanted to do uh, the hot sauce? I mean, is that something you had a you know, desire to do, like a cool version of it? Hmm? Yeah, it's, it, it's funny. It kind of came about about a year ago. I had an epiphany right around the Feast of Epiphany. <laughs> um uh-huh. 
I, I've missed so many crawfish seasons in living up in New York, and I used to, whenever there was a crawfish boil I would in New York, I would either be there or I was hosting it. Um, and so I was no longer able to do my own crawfish boil. So I'm like, I need to make a sauce that I could put on anything that make everything taste like a crawfish boil. Uh, <laughs> and then I started okay. thinking about my, my legacy and my grandfather. And, and um, you know, because cause when you're growing up with it, you know, he would come over to our house every Wednesday to play Blu-ray with a gallon of ice cream in one hand and, and a box of crystal in the other. So it was like air to me. I mean, it just was always around. Oh, there you go. So but you didn't eat those two things together, did you? <laughs> you know, I've actually tried it. To be yeah, and well, I mean, they do that with they do that with chocolate, you know, pepper and stuff like yeah. that. So I yeah. I can't imagine it though. No, it's it, yeah. It, Ice cream is good for, for after when you eat something hot when you want yeah, to yeah. calm it down. You <laughs> but, know, Ashley uh, Hansen is doing uh, snowballs that have jalapeno in it there's actually jalapeno seeds in the in the sauce so i mean we're getting into you know really uh really wild territory with uh mixing sweet and savory things or sweet and spicy things really anyway you know what scotty you sound like you are a prime candidate for what i call the sad expats club we have (laughs) we have a couple of people who call us who like one is in Seattle and they're just, you know, they're just uh, ones in, in Michigan and they call up with their memories <clears throat> that are triggered by, triggered by all kinds of things. And all I can think yep. of when I talk to him is you should move back. <laughs> well, you know, you're right. You, you Take the boy. You could take the boy out of the bayou. You can't take the bayou no. out of the boy. You know. No, I don't know. Forever. That didn't work with my son. He has almost no recollection of his uh, bayou boots and his growing up in Covington. He's in L.A. and he is strictly L.A. Oh, uh, well, I'll tell you <clears> this. So is my he's, son. he's not a member yeah. of the Sad Expat Club at all. So. Oh well. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say show. that I'm sad. <laughs> and we are here I, to to uh, would be we. Uh, okay, so you we wouldn't you wouldn't say that I did. <laughs> you, you wouldn't say I that would, what uh, what um, Scotty? I wouldn't say that I'm sad because um, you know being from Louisiana is a huge part of my identity up here, which is really yes. fun. All my friends, I'm the New Orleans guy, but when I yeah. go back home, I'm the guy who left New Orleans, so I'm the New York guy. And so one of the and so that's been my life for the last 20 years, and I want to embrace both. So by, I started this brand. I'm like, you know what? I am from Louisiana. I am from New Orleans. I lived there for 22 years. I was born there. I, I left after college, after I graduated LSU, um, and I've been now in New York for 20 years. So why can't I be from both places? Because that's who I am. So oh, that's why not? Two for the price out. of one. You know, I mean, it's yeah. uh, why not? <laughs> yes, two. Yeah, two, 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 and one. Or what is it? Two, 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 and one. For anyway, uh, one. I just yeah. have one thing to say to you, Scotty. Go, Go Tigers. Ah, go Tigers. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Did you – I'm sure you watched the game, huh? Oh, I was – there's a ball here uh, called Legends where the, it's a it's, – it's, it's, it's like the next best thing to being, the tiger, being actually in Tiger Stadium. It's the New York uh-huh. – where the New York alumni does, does all of the uh, events. Um, it was oh, awesome. is that right? Uh-huh. They well, that's the, cool. Uh, Empire State Building. They, the, it's right across the street from the Empire State Building, and they lit it up purple and gold after the game. So, so that was like pretty that. epic. There is a wonderful hotel whose bar is right 
like I think it's called the Strand. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We stayed at the Strand about 11 years ago, and it was a really foggy, rainy, misty night. And we went up on the the balcony of the uh, the bar upstairs, and it's like mm-hmm. you could reach out and touch the uh, the Empire State Building, and it was it was really cool. So that hotel's still Great. there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah, it's like, it's like my respite from New York. I, I'm, I, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, I feel like I should whisper this, but I hate New York. And um, <laughs> hey, whenever I'm too. there. <laughs> Half the week I do. <laughs> what? I said I do too because I live here. I get to hate it. <laughs> I get um, to hate I'm it telling day. you, it's like you walk outside and get punched in the face with the energy of the city. And yeah, so um, – and so I used to love to go, you know, back into that little hotel, which was like being at home and just sort of crawl up uh, after a day out I, and, you know, kind of suck my thumb. Anyway, uh, look, yep. it's been really great talking to you. We're going to let Thanks you go. And I want to tell you that okay. I really do want you to come on and just sit with us. Bring some of your hot sauce and we'll do a hot sauce tasting. Mm, that's a awesome. tough thing I'd to love- do, but I'll do it. It's, uh, <laughs> you, you know, it shuts you down for most people. You have, you ingest a, a little bit more Tabasco than you maybe should have. Well, we'll do it his grandfather's yep. way. Well, well, listen to this. I don't know if many people even know this. Uh, I sampled it today. Did you know that there's a mayonnaise Tabasco sauce? Yes, they I take do. Tabasco and they mix <laughs> it in um, mayonnaise, and it's put. They put it in the jar just like mayonnaise, and they ship it out. And uh, I had, with the courtesy of the staff at uh, the... It, it tastes like an oak casket to me. Open like a, ca- a casket. It tastes like yeah. an o- oak casket to me. Do you like it, Scotty? I I actually love it. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Uh, to I, me, I, I can't I'm, taste listen, any... I, hmm? I was raised on crystal, but I when it comes to hot sauce, I, I, I have room in my life for all of them. <laughs> okay. Well, the mayonnaise, I don't know. When I want mayonnaise, I want it to taste like mayonnaise. It tasted to me like like that. And I, I – Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd rather not... just put my own hot sauce on it, you know. It, you know, you, you put you got to get a po' boy dressed and it'll have mayonnaise, but I don't need to put already hot sauce mayonnaise. So I just – I think it's, it's kind of silly, but – Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, so that. when you come with your hot sauce, we'll do it your grandfather's yep. way. Bring a okay. gallon of ice cream, too, and we'll do the hot <laughs> sauce and then the ice cream. Amazing. Can okay. I get a mm. – want to let you guys check out uh, BayouGotham.com, and you can see what we're up to. There's a really awesome video, um, and, a, and it kind of gives you the story. And I'll send you guys an email as well. So I really appreciate your oh. time today. Thank you so it, much. It's Thank called Bayou Gossip, as in I'm going to gossip about you? No, no, like Gotham, like the oh, city Gotham, of Gotham. Oh, Gotham, Gotham. That's right. Okay, Bayou Gotham. Yeah. Okay. Yep. As in New York. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. You, you can guys. have mine. Yes. Anyway, uh, yes, please please get a hold of us, Tom at nomenu.com, and we will check out Bayou Gotham. Thank you for That's calling. That's Batman. All right. Yes. Thank you, yeah. guys. Hey, thank you. It's Take care. Ojo. This is Tom Fitzmorris with a bunch of people in and out of the studio, but that's okay with me. We can have a little fun once in a while, and then that while we'll repeat and again and again and again. And our number is 260-6368, 260-6368. If you call right now, you'll get right in. 
if you don't call right now, you won't get We'll nothing. just keep talking. And uh, you know how, uh, what a low thing that would be. <laughs> but uh, anyway, here we are, and I'd uh, love to hear from you. I'm yeah. glad he called. He was very cute, and yeah, I'm excited yeah. about his product. And I love yeah. when people start things. And uh, I don't know anything about how Kickstarter works, but I'm glad to hear that it's still alive and kicking, if you pardon the pun so that he and other people can do that kind of thing. I might do that with my kids' show. <clears throat> well, you never know. There's so many things to do. Yeah. Oh, brother. 260-6368 is the number. Today is also National Vegetable Gratin. Remember your, uh, yeah. remember your what was it, Meloton and the one uh, the, Parsnip and this must have been Rutabaga. The, this must have been a side dish at, at Thanksgiving. Yeah, you were doing That's, it for a while. It was. Yeah. Um, I still do it. It was those three things, and it was in the style of um, dauphinoise or scallop potatoes, yeah, as my mom used that. to say. Scallop potatoes. Potatoes. <clears throat> yeah. I'm slowly but surely collecting a, a, a well a collection of uh, things your mother said and your dad made too. Well, you, I know you love the one from my dad, which yeah. everyone has well, heard a few too many times. But, yes, they did have a few good ones, I have to say. Well, they were funny, and they were interesting <clears throat> and good people. Thank you. 260-6368 is the number. The Frugal Gourmet, Jeff Smith, was born today Uh-oh. in 1939. <laughs> and, uh, yes, um, that was uh, a, a, a pretty infamous end. Please but the be most, careful. But, no, the, the thing that... <laughs> The thing that I wanted to say was that he was quoted as saying, what was that thing that you had in here that he that he said, which was uh, testicles? What was it? Ten testicles? Yeah. He was talking about um, a squid, as you know, of course, has ten testicles. <laughs> he said that by mistake during yes. a TV show. <laughs> yes. So, oh, wait, okay, well, no, wait. You know what? These are not the same people. There's the frugal gourmet. And the galloping gourmet. The galloping gourmet. So the galloping gourmet is the funny one. The frugal gourmet is the sad one. So um, Graham Kerr, the galloping gourmet, was also born today in 1934. And his famous quote that you have in the almanac is, as a squid, as you know, has ten testicles. What he meant, of course, was tentacles. But uh, I guess... It's an it lives on forever. Thing. Lives long past you. You know, if you say something like that on television. It's, it's fascinating, but it's not something I'd want to witness in private. What squid? Either one. Testicles. Uh, you know, uh, or the number uh, ten. I'm, I'm sure we got that out of the. I'm sure glad we got that out of the way. Two six zero six three six eight is our telephone number. Uh, what have you been eating know. lately? You know what? Let me ask if anybody else. Where um, it's going? Uh, uh, how you're uh, taking the change in the season as it gets colder. Boy, where did all this come from? But uh, I've uh, last few days, I've been uh, going over some nuts, and this has nothing to do with uh, the testicles. Uh, the, um, some uh, time ago, I was looking over so <laughs> Something, uh, let's see, now you, now you got me uh, kicked into the <laughs> ceiling. Uh, but, uh, well, it'll have to you come back You know what, Tom? Later. What? Yesterday you did something that was so funny because I, oh, do, it, I do it myself. Yeah. <clears throat> 
I used to love my favorite thing. Yeah. When what the kids was it? were growing up was just to kind of lie around reading with them. We had so many books here all the time. They are blessed, love. blessed children you had there. If yes. That's how their life was. We we um, would go to the um, library, the public library. They had this little um, summer reading program. <clears throat> so we would go and get a whole bunch of books. And there was this one book called Don't Forget the Soap. And don't, the that's Don't a, that's Forget a, the Soap. And, I, and I've even mentioned this on the air before because I'll never forget this character. His name was Plug Honeycutt. Hmm. And he was this bumpkin from, you know, the backwater. And he had uh, the most distinctive thing about him was his shoes. <laughs> and I actually am wearing a slipper like this right now. The shoes... The, the toe part separated from the the sole, and so it would flap when he walked. Mm-hmm. And so um, he, his mother would send him to the store, and she would say, <clears throat> she'd say the soap, she would send him to the, so, uh, the store for soap. And whatever the last thing she said was, is what he became fixated on. It's like it's kind of like that um, that Fraser episode where he was trying to learn how to ride a bike at the age of you know forty, <laughs> and he, every time he'd get on it, he would fixate on something and then just sort of drive into it. So mm-hmm. plug Honeycut, whatever the last thing someone said was, that was what he remembered. That's the only thing he remembered, which is why she kept saying, "Don't forget the soap." Anyway, when we're talking, and I do this myself. It's uh, it, whatever the last thing was is how we go off on that tangent in the food show. And so um, I don't even remember how I got on that. But that I, I thought about that yesterday when I said something and then we went off on a different tangent. And I could only think about plug honeycut and don't forget the soap. <clears throat> if you have little kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, we know about that. That's a really fun book. You should look it up. Plug honeycut. Don't forget the soap. Anyway, uh, today is the feast day of uh, saints named Vincent. Oh. And, and one, he was the Saint Vincent of Saragossa, Spain. He is uh, the patron saint of grape growers hmm. who make everything from wine Perfect. to vinegar from they, those uh, grapes. They make quite a lot of wine, <clears throat> the, the uh, saints, a lot of them. And you talk about uh, the Vincents, all the Vincents in the Riccobono family. There are a lot of Vincents in the Riccobono family. I wonder why that is. I don't know. And I guess it's just a popular Italian well, name. But well, actually, I do know why. Uh, but not not for absolute sure, but uh, this is the one that's probably the explanatory thing. And that is that this city really has, in addition to the French and the Cajun and all the rest of it, we have a huge Italian community here. We always have, going back a couple Sicilian of centuries. Sicilian, particularly, Sicilians isn't Sicilians, for sure. And they came here, and uh, they just kept on producing the same kinds of foods that they had left in New York or uh, on the West Coast, strangely enough. And uh, that would have made, that would have explained a lot of that. Well, <laughs> you talk about Vincent Catalanotto yeah. yep. and his son. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and also all the Vincents and the Riccobono family. I only know two, but I think there's more than that. Oh, there's <clears throat> plenty more. Many, many, The Riccobono many. family also had the Buck 49 Steakhouse, didn't ah. they? Was that their only two restaurants? No, they had ten of them at one time. 
No, no, of, as part of that chain, but they have the pepper mill. Oh, the pepper mill. Yeah. yeah. It, it was the same people, and uh, they evolved from the Buck 49 State Pancake and Steakhouse into the, uh, the, pepper, mill. the pepper mill. It was the same people except <clears throat> that the, the steakhouse was run by the guy, and she said, you know what, this is good, but we need to do this in a way that makes it look good. And they did. She took it over. And the... the is this Josie? Josie, yeah. And yeah. She was, uh, she was just wonderful. And, but her, her whole family was, and his whole staff... Well, it's now run by Cammie. Cammie, the niece, right? I believe. That's right. And they're all related in some way. And then Vincent of Matina Bella, he's related, and all the Riccobonos mm-hmm. are related. And a lot of times, the Matina Bella, Riccobonos, Panola Cafe, and I guess the pancakes from the pancake cottage with the steak and pancakes, they're all the same pancakes, but boy, they're good. They are good. <clears throat> Secret that, recipe. That's what got me started. In, they won't give it to you. And, um, yeah. and well, they actually told us what it is, which we find pretty amusing. What but, is it? Uh, Don't tell them. No, you're not supposed to. <laughs> we're not supposed to say what it is. But anyway, oh, there no. are ex- excellent pancakes. If you have not been to Matina Bella and had their pancakes or to Riccobono's uh, Panola Street Cafe deep in Uptown on Panola Street, uh, the pancakes are actually pretty, pretty darn good, which, of course, they did get from mm-hmm. the original ah. pancake and steak, buck 49. But I, I believe that. we are at the top of the hour, and it's time for the, the top of the hour news. If you would like to talk to us when we come back, call us at 260-6368. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.